0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. When we speak about the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, of course we think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But you know, throughout the Bible, from Genesis, very the very beginning up to Revelation, the very end of the Bible, you will find the gospel everywhere. The gospel is so much more, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is found all throughout the Old Testament. And I love those scriptures so many times, so many places you will find verses that in one verse, the whole gospel is there. Maybe it's hidden for the natural eye, but for the spiritual eye, the Holy Spirit can open your eyes and show you that the whole gospel is there. Now, of course, when you ask someone to quote a scripture, well, they go to John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomsoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You find the whole gospel in that verse. And from that verse, you can preach the whole gospel. You can preach about us, how we are sinners lost. You can preach about the Redeemer Christ who has come and about salvation and eternal life that is in him. But there are more of such scriptures throughout the Bible. And as I said, many of them are in the Old Testament. I must think of that moment that Joseph reveals himself to his brothers and he says, come near to me. Oh, I love to preach from that verse, how Jesus is that brother who suffered and went before us and he suffered and he died, but yet he was the one that God appointed that we would have life eternally. And he says, draw near to me. But I'm not gonna preach on that verse today. No, I wanna go to another verse and it's in Isaiah. Isaiah is a beautiful book in the Bible that you'll find so many comforting words of our father there, even to us today, even to us, the church who are maybe not Jewish, but yet they are spoken to us, all beautiful verses. But one beautiful verse is in Isaiah chapter 25, verse 6, and let me read it to you. And it says, in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts Make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees, well refined. Well, I can understand that many would read that scripture and would say, can you find the whole gospel there? But yes, hallelujah, the whole gospel is there. And it is a wondrous, glorious gospel. He says, on that mountain, on this mountain, the Lord himself, not some chef that he appoints, but the Lord of hosts himself will make unto all people, not some people, but all people, a feast feast. In another translation, it says a impressive meal of celebration, a impressive meal of celebration. Now the new translation has taken away the word fat, of fat things. Well, we are living in a day when people eat a lot of fat and so uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about the fat things. But the Bible, if you go back to it, it speaks about the fat things. Oh, I love to travel to Brazil. We have a wonderful ministry there, wonderful people there, our coordinators and workers there, wonderful children's ministry, church and everything. And then when I go there, our coordinator, who's a good personal friend, he takes me to a churrascaria. Yes, that is a barbecue house. And they have the best meats there in Brazil. Oh, I tell you, they come and they have a certain meat and it's called picanha. Well, I didn't know all these names when I first came there. And so I trusted our coordinator to tell me which meat to take and which meat not to take. And so when they would come with picanha, he would say, oh, John, this is the good one. This is the good one. Take it. And you know, the meat is good, but what makes it really so tasteful and great is that line of fat around it. I tell you, they do it on the fire, on the barbecue in such a way. I think it's about dinner time here right now because I'm getting hungry. But when I think of that picanha and that fat around it, oh, it tastes so glorious. And the Bible here speaks about fat things and it speaks about the marrow. Oh, marrow. There's There's a whole sermon there about marrow. If you think of the inside of the bones, you know, to get marrow out of someone. Sometimes you have a marrow transplantation and and, and it's a difficult thing because you cannot just easily get it out. But there is something deep in there. The marrow talks about something rich, something with much flavor, something with much depth. And so the gospel, it has much flavor and it has much depth and it has something to offer you and to give you and Today, I want to speak not about the wines. We'll talk about that another time, about those great wines. But I want to talk about the meat. In the newer translation, it says the best meats. And here it says the the, the fat things full of marrow. And it's a feast. It's a celebration on this mountain. Well, if I think of that mountain, if I think of the meal that God prepared for us It is Christ on that mountain. He who died there and gave his life for us. He is the meal that has been prepared for us. And he says, if you don't eat my flesh, and if you don't drink my blood, you have no part of me. If we want to be saved, if we want to be a partaker of the gospel, not just a spectator, but a partaker, if we want that gospel and the blessings of the gospel and the joys of the gospel and the good life of the gospel, then we must eat that meat, drink that blood, that wine, that blood that has been prepared for us. In Christ is our salvation. In Christ is our life. In Christ is our blessing. In Christ, we die to ourselves. The curse is broken. The enemy's power is broken over us. So when we partake of Christ, I must think of that moment that we take Holy Communion, that for me is so very special. We celebrate it every first Sunday of the month, and it is such a great celebration. And in one way, it's a sad thing, because I think of how he had to suffer for me, how he died for me. But on another way of looking at it, it is such a joyful moment, because I think of the life he gave me. I think of the blessings that came upon me, and how I became part of that family of God, and how I can be called a child of God, a son of God. I tell you, my friend, that moment of communion, that is a celebration, taking that supper with the Lord, eating the body of Christ and drinking the blood of Jesus. Not literally, not it being transfigured in my mouth, no, you're talking about that symbol of the bread and the wine being a symbol of the flesh and the blood of Jesus. But yet, oh, when I partake of it, those blessings are mine, hallelujah. And so the Lord says, I have prepared not some chef, Not some earthly institution, not religion or something like that, not tradition or or, or rituals. No, hallelujah, God himself prepared a meal and that meal is Christ. And when you eat him, drink him, when you partake of him, when you allow him to come into your heart, into your life, oh, when you give yourself to him, oh, you start A feast meal, a celebration, and every blessing is there. Oh, I tell you, this verse, it blessed me so much. And today, for a moment, I just want to focus on the meat here, the fat things, the marrow, full of marrow. And I want to say, I call it the blessings of the gospel. Another time, I want to speak about the good wine that it speaks about in this verse symboling the blood of Jesus as the meat symbolizes the meat of Jesus. The wine symbolizes the blood of Jesus. And there it speaks of the joys of the gospel. That's a wonderful thing to speak about. But today, the meat, the blessings of the gospel. And you know, when I think of a great meal. And I, maybe you didn't know that, but I went to cooking school when I was young. My father was a chef before he was a full-time minister of the gospel. He was a chef on the ships and, and in big restaurants and hotels. And you know, I had a longing. I want to I be a chef like Papa. And so I went to a culinary school. And for a few years, I was being taught how to fix all the meals, but you know, after I got married, I didn't cook so much anymore. My wife is a great cook, but but you know, this meal, when I think of this great meal, a great meal, a great celebration meal, it has many courses. And it starts with a, something cold and then a soup and something hot, and it has all these little intermissions in the meal, and it becomes the main course. And then, of course, what many people like, the dessert. I don't know if you like dessert, but the gospel. It is a celebration meal, and there are so many courses. And it says, I will prepare this meal for all people. And the gospel that Christ is to us, the, the meal that God prepared for us, it is a celebration meal with so many courses to enjoy that first course of meat that's full of fat, that is so juicy, tender, so wonderful, full of marrow. It is complete justification. Oh, think of that. The gospel brings unto me complete justification. I was walking around as a condemned felon. Oh, I was convicted and punishment was there and it would be upon me and there was nothing I could do to pay my debt to society, to pay my debt to God. Oh, there was nothing I could do to set myself free. No offerings I could give, no good works I could do, no rituals, no religion. But Christ came into my life because God gave him to me to enjoy and when Christ came into my life I became completely justified. Oh, hallelujah. No more sin to condemn me. The accuser can stand there, but he cannot accuse me because the debt has been paid in full. My sins have been completely erased and taken away. I have been set free. I'm standing there no longer as a felon, but I'm standing there as a free man, hallelujah. The chains are broken. The door of prison is opened for me. Every power of darkness has gone. I am free, hallelujah. You are free, my dear friend, or you can be free today if you accept Jesus in your life. This meal that he has prepared for us, Well, he didn't just set me free. It's not that I have been justified with his justification. And that is it. And now I need to walk through this life alone. No hallelujah. Another course of the gospel meal is that I have been adopted. There is adoption. I have been adopted into the family of God and not that I forever will be called the adopted child. You know, I'm not an original son, but I'm an adopted son, you know, in how many families this can be a problem because they keep saying, well, you're not a real, he's not your real father, you're not the real son, you are an adopted child. No, I have been adopted into the family of God and through the Holy Spirit, I have received the spirit of sonship. Oh, hallelujah for that, you see, This is a meal full of fat meat, but there is something deeper there. There is marrow there. Oh, something deeper here. I have been adopted as a full member of God's family, as a son that I can call him Abba Father. I can call God Abba Father. And then the Bible continues to say that if I am a child of God, I am also a heir of God, an heir with Christ, that is the marrow there. (laughs) That goes deep, 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 my friend, Oh, I hope you're enjoying this meal today. Oh, it says in 1 John 3, verse 1, it says, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. Hallelujah. I like it. It doesn't just say it up to there, but it it gives it that extra punch. And so we are, yes, we are full children of God. And for this reason, the world does not know us because it didn't know him. And then Romans chapter 8, verse 17, beautiful here. It says, and if we are his children, then we are his heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his spiritual blessing and inheritance. If indeed we share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory. Oh, that's the marrow there. This is a fat, a wonderful fat in the meal. You know, if you have the beef and it's marbled with that fat, it makes the meat so juicy and wonderful and tender and tasteful. And the gospel, if you start to read these verses and scriptures, you'll find it's marbled with this fat thing. Oh, and there's marrow there. It is so deep, the thought. I'm a child of God, the spirit of adoption, but also I'm an heir to all the blessings, all the good things. Every promise in the Bible is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah for that. But it goes even deeper. There's another course coming. And the other course that's there is I'm his child and I'm his child because of his eternal love. Oh, can you believe this, my dear friend? What a course to eat. You can eat this course right now that says you have been eternally loved. You are the object of eternal love, without beginning, without end. He didn't start to love us when Christ came into the world. He loved us while we were yet sinners, and He gave His life for us. Oh, I like it, it says, the Lord appeared to me, Israel, from ages past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. What a scripture here out of Jeremiah 31, verse 3. I have loved you, my dear friend. The Father says, the Creator says, I have loved you with an eternal love. I also like Isaiah 54, verse 10. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you, nor will my covenant of peace be shaken, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Oh, my dear friend, you are loved. You are loved. Receive it right now. Oh, one more verse here out of Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 16. It says, the Lord answered, Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even if these may forget, but I will not forget you. Indeed, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your city walls are continually before me. Oh, I love these verses. And there are so many more verses. And every verse is a course, it is a course in this wonderful meal of the gospel, isn't it glorious today? Oh, my dear friends, there's so much more. Another course that is yours is your union with Christ. Oh, we are not just friends on a distance, or acquaintances, or that we have met somewhere, or that I received him and got a stamp in my passport. No, my dear friend. I am in union with him. I am one with him because he has chosen to be one with me. And being one with him, I have received eternal life. Isn't that another glorious course? Eternal life. Eat, drink of Christ, and you have eternal life. You will not perish. Your spirit man who was dead in sin has been made alive with him, and now you have eternal life with him. Even when this body dies, your spirit man lives. Where will it live? Well, if you are a partaker of the gospel, if you have eaten Jesus Christ Oh, then, my dear friends, you will be with him in heaven where there are no more tears, where there's no more sorrow, no more pain, where there is joy and peace forevermore. Have you received Christ? Are you enjoying the gospel? Maybe you are a child of God, but you're not enjoying the gospel of God. Start enjoying these wonderful blessings. There are so many more courses, but today we must keep it at this. But let's pray together. And if you need salvation, then say, Lord, I want to be a partaker of the gospel. I know that in my own strength, in my own good works, I am nobody and nothing, but because Christ died for me and you gave him to me that he would take my place and be my substitute on the cross, bearing my shame and my guilt and my sin, paying the debt, paying the price, And Lord, I eat him right now. I partake him right now. I I want to be one with him right now. I am one in his death. And I also will be one in his life. I receive every part of the gospel, every blessing of the gospel, and all the life of the gospel. And I want to enjoy it to the fullest. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.